Hey everyone and welcome to episode 39 of the Penultimate Game Show. Yes, we've changed the title of the show. Uh, topics <laughs> Today's topics are a literal shit ton of video game news and game of the year so far. So, before we get into it, if you're watching this on Twitch, feel free to give us a sub and help support us and see more great content. Uh, check out the website, thepenultimateconquest.com to see our VODs and even see the schedule for the rest of the month. Uh, for those of you that don't know who I am, my name is Ruben, the director of this channel. Today's guests are the Titanfall Master, host of the <laughs> Players Club podcast, and the man who hasn't played a real Legend of the Zelda game, Emmett Watkins. Okay. <laughs> hey, how's it going? I refute that. The wild counts, but that is the only one, so maybe get mad at me for that. But Again, I played I, a Zelda. I said a real Only 10 hours Zelda of it, game. but I did. Okay. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll argue about that later. Okay. <laughs> um, to my right, I want to say my right or my left. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, that's where that's where I am on the stream. Okay. Good. Uh, I have with me the man who knows everything about JRPG and fight uh, JRPGs and fighting games, John Rivera. John, how's it going today? It's going pretty good. Um, I I would I, I'm gonna go and say like a a decent amount of JRPGs and fighting games because I've seen some people on the internet and they, they'll get mad that I don't know oh d this game that never came out of Japan that you can play with a fan translation blah 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 or how to do like a frame perfect cancel in a fighting game I'm not John, that John. informed Listen, but I'm pretty pretty up there you know what I say to those it's okay people? I can't slide cancel in Titanfall 2 it's fine <laughs> <laughs> you know what I say to those people John Fuck uh -huh. them. That's what I say to them. Okay. Yes. We're starting off this Here show very, very, you know, we're getting hot hostile. Yes, <laughs> very hostile. Uh, the hot takes will flow. Yes. If you exactly. missed it, check out uh, the new episode of the Marvel Mondays Initiative, uh, which was our Loki episode four review, which got pretty insane, you know? Episode five blew my mind but we're not talking about Loki today. Uh, Tessa's playing some more uh, Resident Evil 8 on Friday night. Um, the question is, will these vampire women ever get their hands on Ethan? Find out Friday night, 9 o'clock. Gotta hope so. <laughs> I mean, for Ethan's sake, I really hope so. Like, he's so bland, yeah. you know? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, we got rained out last Thursday for the Mario Pro Golf Summer tw uh, 2021 Tourney Cup Extravaganza. So hopefully we can do it later this month. I know I said uh, later this week, uh, Monday, but some things are happening. So, you know. And also, uh, last thing, last but not least, go check out Tessa's playthrough of Tom, a photo adventure. Uh, the demo. Super great. Super great. Good stuff. Mm. So, gentlemen, let's get into it. Our number one, well, the first topic for today. Nintendo finally showed us the new model of the Switch, the Switch OLED <laughs> model. It's not what everybody predicted, the Switch Pro with 4K and DLS, uh, DLSS, but it's what we got today, well, this week. The new things for this model are the OLED screen, the wide uh, stand in the back, and the new design for the dock and Ethernet port, and 66 gigs of storage, which is an upgrade from the original, which was 32. What are our thoughts on this? John, let's start off with you. Uh, so I've been following Nintendo since like 
I was in fifth grade and I got a Game Boy Advance. Um, this is entirely expected for me. Like, I know there was leaks about how there could be a Switch Pro with a 4K DLSS thing going on. Um, I was always a little bit skeptical about that um, because I'm just so used to, like, your DS lights, your yeah. um, Game Boy Advance SPs, which are the same thing, but with a minor, like, hardware change, changes to, like, the casing or, like, the screen. And that's exactly what we're getting with the OLED screen, uh, little hand, uh, better handstand and stuff. Um, but something I find interesting is that apparently Jason Trier and uh, m- more like more Jeff Grubb are still saying that they they do are still getting reports from uh, companies that work with Nintendo saying that they got to make their games 4K ready if they're releasing in 2022. And that yeah. there is some kind of 4K uh, through DLSS capable Switch coming in 2022. So I do find that kind of interesting. But this is not what that is. No. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I actually heard something similar. Uh, what was it? I think you... Yeah, Jeff Grubb said himself that he... The original rumor that he had reported on, he always heard was going to be 2022 anyway. Right. So... That 4K and everything isn't until, you know, at least that year. But the main thing I'm surprised by, because, like, I wasn't sitting here waiting, chomping at the bit to buy a new Switch. You know, I bought the secondary revision that had the extra battery. But like, I'm already having that perk. I really don't need an OLED screen. I really don't need a yeah. white uh, console stand. Nor do I need Ethernet, because I'm not on my Switch like that. But, um, yeah, overall, it's a very... um. It's a weird thing that this thing got announced the way it did, and it's 50 bucks more than the regular Switch, which feels like, uh, especially for Nintendo, they like to be not necessarily accessible with how you play their games, but they like to be accessible from a price standpoint. Right. So to make a new Switch that costs more seems a little bit weird. And also, all the features in that new Switch, I could just play this bad boy, the Vita, and just get a lot of the features yeah. that are on that Switch. And the one I'm holding is the is the LED version, so not the OLED screen. But the original Vita had no LED screen, so it's oh, like I have the the OLED screen Vita. It's pretty nice. Here you go. I I would have had wine too. I had the white one, and then I dropped it in a cooler at Latin convention. But um, in any case, uh, yeah, it, it's just really a trip. Uh, I got a kick out of seeing the memes that people were making. Just a lot of. I don't like seeing people outraged, but just a lot of the bewilderment and disappointment and yet another weird Nintendo decision. That's always entertaining to wake up to. And so that's like my big highlight on it. But, you know, we'll get a new Switch later. And I'm actually relieved that I don't have to buy another new console this year because I'm still trying to find a Series X. (laughs) Same here. Same here. Um, Mm -hmm. So I got the notification from Mario 64, as I usually do. Uh, when this video dropped and he was just giving us all the descriptions and I was like, oh my God, is it, is it finally here? Is it the 4k switch? And no, it wasn't, but man, oh man, does that switch not look pretty in white? Yeah, I have, I have the, uh, you know, the first model of the switch and these joy cons, man, they suck. So I might be. I replaced mine. I got one of the blue, blue, the pair of two blue one set. So I didn't like the gray ones. Yeah, the red and blue Fortnite set. Am I right? 
No, I, I guess it's just it's just two of the the blue Joy-Con. Oh, the light um, blue. Yeah, the, the, blue? the red yeah. and blue one, but I just two of the blue one. Yeah, I, I need some a good color, you know. I mm-hmm. I, I bought um, I don't even have them here. I had switched out the the casing of mines for uh, mm-hmm. the game the Game Boy Color ones. Where the atomic the, purple, not the atomic purple, but like just like I think that was a regular gray one. Um, oh okay yeah oh, just clear okay. yeah just clear and it was perfect and then that's when the problem started and i was like fucking nintendo oh no but yeah it, it was okay it's, it, it is what it is um but i'm down for it you know like i could use a new switch uh, is it what i wanted no but that's nintendo that's what nintendo does you know i'm still waiting for them to say hey one more thing we got the 4k 3ds oh uh, oh my i'm just God. waiting for it oh <laughs> lord yeah you don't mean a 4k a new 2ds xl no i mean a four <laughs> I, it should have been a 4k ds you know? i'm jumping out the window on oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not gonna happen i know but like you know mm-hmm. I, i'm very surprised that they decided to you know they could have ended on a bang you know we're bringing back the original game boy but this time with an oled screen you know that would have been great. That would have been great. That would have been even stupider I, than this. <laughs> it would have been. It would have been. I think a lot of expectations could have been handled if this was the first announcement at their E3. Yeah. Like, get it out. Get it out there. Like, get people. I guess it did lead with the Metroid um, announcement. But, like, maybe save that version of the trailer for the end. And at the beginning, just be like, hey, look, it's it's not 4K. It's an OLED screen. Get it out of there, and then eventually you show off Metroid and a bunch of the other stuff because the rest of that that show was great. Yeah. And then people will be like, "Yeah, the OLED screen is kind of whatever." But Breath of the Wild Two, new Metroid game, WarioWare, I mm-hmm. think it wouldn't have made the show worse. And, mm, I don't know if it would have made because I think a lot of people came away from that Nintendo Direct during E three very very happy. I think if you started with the reveal of this Switch then it would have made the pill a this harder to easier swap. to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. It would have made oh, it easier to it swallow. But easier. I, yeah, I think so. Because think of it like this. You're we're all excited. We're all hyped up. We've heard these Nintendo Switch Pro rumors. We're waiting for Zelda. Hoping we still think is gonna come this year. We're waiting for Metroid mm-hmm. anything. All this stuff. And the first thing you see that starts off that presentation is this new Switch. And it confirms the rumors, but also isn't what we wanted. Everyone would be upset, but then the rest of that would be, oh, but we got to see some more Zelda. Oh, but we got to see Advance Wars is back. Oh, Metroid Dread is back. Like, it's low-key a a conference of dreams, almost, with a lot of smaller dreams getting finally revealed. And I think that would have made people not more excited for the new revision, but more accepting of it because right now we're just dropping it at cold turkey on a random morning yeah and it's just like what and then it just people instantly are just mad it's just rage and there's nothing to cancel out that rage so yeah i think what they needed to do was you know get ahead of the rumor like hey this isn't happening like there is no 4k switch planned but we are mm-hmm. releasing something pretty soon there's will... there's a term they use that like uh re, like upcoming like they they use it Nintendo will straight up say we have no like current plans for such and such thing 
and then announce it like a year later. Right. They could have yeah. done something like that, and then people have been like, I thought there wasn't a 4K Switch, and they're like, ah, but in the recent future, and this is the distant future, because it's a year later, or something like that. Well, what I'm saying is, like, instead, I know they have said, like, in in the past, they have said, like, we have no plans to comment on, on yeah. blah, blah, blah. But, like, you could have given us a heads up. Jay, just a heads up. We're planning on releasing an update, an updated model of the Switch. Here's this list of the specs, you know? Like, something along those lines. Because but they just like to keep things close to the chest, though. They that's do, the problem. And that's the problem. If, if, and that's free. even for other gaming, gaming places. Like, yeah. Nintendo is one of the more closed-up places compared to other places like Capcom or Ubisoft. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. True, true. Um, next, Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. Next topic. Sony made two a- uh, acquisitions this week. Nixies and Housemark. Nixies is known for, uh, quote, a number of high-profile PC ports in the past, working on uh, Deus Ex, Tomb Raider, Thief, and Hitman for PC. And that's coming from the Forbes article that I uh took from i don't i I have the link but i'm not gonna say the link uh while (laughs) housemark is known for super stardust hd dead nation and most recently returnal thoughts let's start off with emmett um i'm happy about this uh i am i'm like a low-key housemark fan where i like dead nation a whole lot uh i like uh, what is it, Super Stardust HD quite a bit, but then, you know, you got your stuff like your Alienation, your Outland, stuff that didn't quite hit with me. Um, yeah, they, they make great games, and I've yet to play Returnal, but I'm sure that's going to be a great game as well, and I'm really, I guess, a little bit proud to see them take their arcade roots and put them into a AAA third-person right. shooter yeah. and still have that same vibe, so you know, good on them, and it seems like they're handsomely rewarded for it. Now they got some financial security on behalf of Sony, um hopefully it stays secure because i know uh i'm as a longtime playstation fan i know sony to sometimes shut down places that we love you know japan Japan studio Studio. yeah recently went even before that you got places like uh zipper interactive they went down honestly to no fault of their own if i'm being honest because they 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 were making great games the whole time then they made mag which was their one flop but then they were like, all right, we're going to come back with SOCOM 4. Everyone loves SOCOM. Oh. Let's do it. And oh. then the PSN out. And that was it. And then Sony said, hey, make this Vita game. And they did as they were asked. And then were shuttered the next year. So, God, it really sucks. So, I, I know Sony can sometimes shut down uh, developers in the case where, on the other hand, Microsoft, they don't tend to shut down developers. They'll just turn them into something else. Like Rare, when they first bought them, they were just a shovelware team until, you know, Phil Spencer got in and was like, hey, let's not do this. So um, happy for them. Uh, I don't know if this means we're going to get because I don't know if I want just a straight up Returnal sequel uh, because I I still haven't played Returnal. I will eventually, but I'd like to see what else they can do now that we've seen because I think of them as the dual shit, the dual shit, the dual stick shooter people. Yeah. Um, and Returnal feels so similar to that. I'd like to see them do something completely different. Um, I don't know what that is, but hopefully it'll surprise me. So that's my uh, two cents on it. Okay. John? So uh, I, I am happy for Housemark, and I think this is a good decision, and it makes sense for them. Um, 
when I first heard that they were like saying, hey, we're taking a turn away from arcade games, they just don't sell. People mostly get them through either PlayStation Plus or through some on discount, and that's not profitable for what Sony wants. I was hoping they'd start to make Switch games. Because I think Super Stardust HD, Dead Nation, Resogun, if you made them like lower p- parity, like in terms of like visuals, but kept like the the gameplay. There's nothing about Resogun if you just made the vox made it less voxel based that that you can't do on Switch. I would I think it would they would have sold a lot better on those platforms. They seem to have been more t- interested in continuing to work with Sony as a publisher because they they did a battle royale and then they canceled it and did Returnal, and that's doing well for them. Uh, Emmett, you were saying you want to see more from Housemark. I, I believe there was an announcement or a tweet somewhere saying that the next uh, game they're making is a new IP. That they're oh, not okay. working on a Returnal sequel. I think it was... Um, I forget his name, but the... Like Herman Holst? Yeah, Herman Holst tweeted oh. that out, I believe. Wow, okay. So well, that's good news I, I am, for me. Yeah, I do also want to see where Housemark can go because I think uh, Outland, even though I didn't love it from a game pay- gameplay perspective, there were a lot of cool like visual and story ideas in there, and Returnal also seemed to like expand on that with being more of a story based game. So I'd like to see more out of them from a narrative perspective. Yeah, hmm. uh, every time I talk to Christian Macias, he tells me Returnal is the game of the year so i have yet to also i yet have also i have also yet to check it out (laughs) um so i will be picking that up shortly um but i'm excited for them you know like housemark has made a shit ton of games that i love super stardust hd super stardust delta goddamn um hell divers was pretty good wait Uh, is hell divers them I think so. I don't, I don't think Hell Divers was that. I yeah, I want to say this. Hell. Uh, Arrowhead's Game Studios. Yeah, no, yeah. that's not what I was thinking of. Sorry, I take that back no. then. Um, uh, Resogun. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Resogun. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, Twin Stick Shooters. Best, Just best launch <laughs> game on the PS4. Perfect. You know, like mm-hmm. they know what they're doing. Just keep up the good work and. I'm hoping to see what that new IP is. Hopefully it's good, you know? Gorilla Games, sure. step your game. They objectively yeah. have more hits than misses. And some of their misses aren't even so much misses as, hey, guys, it's it's next Machina. And people are like, oh, uh, I'm playing The Last of Us Part Two. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... Like, no offense yeah. to that game. Quality game. It just came out, like, the month before The Last of Us Part Two. And those reviews dropped like a month early, so it was like, ugh. Yeah. Got lost in the yeah. weeds. Nothing you can do about that. Which um, is exactly why now they make stuff like Returnal, so. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Christian, I have him here in the chat. and so He says, free Emmett. He ain't gone or anything. I just miss that dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then I'll, I'll talk That's to great. the warden then. Thank okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, also, we saw... Well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you guys saw that Blue Point was mistakenly shown off as a uh, 
an acquisition yes. by Sony Japan. And yes. When do we think that's dropping? Tomorrow? State of play? <laughs> I ain't going to say play. tomorrow. That's, um, that, that sounds too important. Yeah. But, um, I, here, it, I'll let you say your piece first. Go ahead. So the state of play seems very de- uh, explicitly... Yeah, just, just uh, Deathloop. Deathloop yeah. focus. I don't think they would say, hey, we're focusing on this one game that is the last exclusive we're getting from Bethesda. Uh, well, whenever that other the horror game comes out. But yeah, I don't think they would say we're going to focus on a game that are, is technically a competitor now if they were going to do like some dank uh, surprise announcements like a game from Bluepoint. Um, I think they would have said that we've got plenty of like first party titles and acquisition news. Yeah. Um, and make it sound like, hey, you know how E3 was last week ago? JK, guys, this is E3. Sony uh, <laughs> state of play for reals. Um, I I think it will be inevitable, though. I think it will be much like how they announced Housemark and when they announced Insomniac, we're just out of the blue one day, they'll be like, hey, we own these guys now. Um, yeah. I think they'll probably wait until whatever their next project is, if they can start teasing it or show Memphis it for real. Remake. I'm no. I'm very into the idea of bringing back these old 3D platforming games. Like, I, I'd be more than okay with that. I'm Crash very... Crash, well, all I gotta say Crash is Crash Pyro. did it. Did it sp- spectacularly? Spyro did it. I don't know. I can't really say for sure. That Spyro was pretty good. A lot of people bought Spyro. Spyro it's was sold. pretty good. They even did a Crash Four. Guys, come on! You're telling yeah. me just do an ape escape, man. Come on, just do it. I'm bummed I mean, out that we didn't get more medieval. I was hoping for a, mi- a true like medieval sequel. I think I, I just like that skeleton man. Like I was picturing like Dark Souls for babies, oh, like a spooky <laughs> game. It's all about slow attacks, but it's like cutesy as fuck. That mm. might actually be a good idea. I'm not gonna completely shoot down that one, but um, I'll, I'll take the alley oop here. I'll send an email to Herman Holtz. I'll be yeah. like, hey, medieval. It's Dark Souls, but for kids. Hey Herman, we got a million dollar. Okay, ten thousand dollar idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, but yeah, for for me, my whole thing is because I this is actually the thing I got most excited on the day that they announced that they bought Housemark because respect to Housemark, I like them, but Blue Point getting purchased is such a way more interesting, exciting proposition. Um, I was hypoth I was hypotheorizing, I guess, on Twitter when when all that got uh, leaked. I yeah. was like, oh man, what if that what if Blue Point goes into the Sony house? And now they have access to all of the Sony exclusive IP. They can mess around. Because I was just thinking the other day, oh, man, I know everyone loves Jack 2, but there's no way I'm going back to Jack 2 to play that for the first time. Because it's so difficult. And there's just there's a lot of problems with it that just wouldn't mess with my modern sensibilities. Well, Bluepoint could go in, fix all that stuff, release the whole trilogy remade, and that would be incredible. Even if we don't get a fourth game, that would be incredible. Um, and then I got even more excited. They just bought Insomniac. Go back to Resistance, especially that first game, but two and three as well. They could use a lot of fresh paint, fresh gameplay mechanics, all that stuff. Make those games great and put them back out. Um, yeah, that would be such an exciting proposition. When do I think it's going to happen? I do think it is not inevitable, but I think it is very easy to expect. I think that's probably coming i don't want to say it's 100 percent coming because i don't know if you guys saw this after that leak happened 
like the next day or two after blue point updated all their socials and descriptions everywhere and said hey we are an independent studio we're yeah. self-funded <laughs> we have not been purchased so i don't think they would have sent up that flare if they were either not interested in being purchased or were maybe getting looked at by a different company or developer or something um yeah that that's my thing i don't think they would have like made that super obvious if they did do that for a reason so I, I do think it makes a lot of sense for sony to buy them i just don't know if it's happening based off of them being so adamant about their independence right now but and i really don't think we're gonna see it during that state of play that's happening tomorrow like i really don't think that's no no i was just mostly there's no way that's happening yeah um i'm gonna read off i know we're getting a little too into this i'm gonna read off the last what is it i think 10 games that blue point has done god of war collection okay. the ico and shadow of the colossus collection for ps3 uh the god of war collection is also for ps3 and, and vita uh Ma- metal gear solid hd collection ps3 oh, xbox 360 playstation all-stars battle royale port to mm-hmm. vita flower port to ps4 and vita i didn't play that one titanfall port to 360 uncharted the nathan drake collection to ps4 Gravity Rush Remastered, PS4. Shadow of the Colossus, PS4. And Demon Souls, PS5. You're telling me Blue Point already has the keys to the backlog of Sony's. <laughs> like, this, Blue Point could literally say, hey guys, we want to do an Ape Escape trilogy game. We're, that's it. We're, we're going to take Ape Escape, we're going to remaster it, then we're going to do Ape Escape 2 and we're going to remaster that and then we're going to make our own Ape Escape game. You're telling me Sony's not going to say yes? Go for it? I mean, it's it's not a yes, go for it thing because like <laughs> right now... <laughs> You're telling me they're not going to say yes, go for it? Look, we all know Sony can be just as weird as Nintendo sometimes but... I just don't think I don't think you're gonna see straight up remakes of stuff until they get bought, because right now it's very specific what they're letting get remade. Right, it's the classic. It's the it's the ones that are classics and everyone loves them, but are very aggressively, very noticeably old. I think once you start getting into Jack and Daxter, a game that you could play those original games on PlayStation Four right now, yeah, and a lot of people are fine with them as is. Uh, same thing for. Uh, the resistance games where you can't really easily access them but the resistance games are harder because those aren't quite as classic even though they are still old enough to get some you know work done on them but like it, it depends on how deep they want to get because if they go back and handle something like resistance they could bring that back and make it a big deal like imagine the press conference and you get a demo for resistance remade and it looks incredible it looks like every great ps5 game ever like that could be something that gets a new wave of fans excited, not just the old people. Where uh, Shadow of the Colossus, that is mainly exciting the old fan bases that love that game. Right. Same thing for Demon Souls, that's mainly exciting the old fan bases. So that's where I think they would, if they bought them, that's where it would go afterward, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, we have to see if they get bought. Once again, I think it's likely. I don't think it's a guarantee, though. So, you know, time will tell. All I'm saying is. I'm sorry, I had a bit of a problem over here. All I'm saying is Blue Point has literally made banger after banger, okay? They've ported banger after banger. They made two bangers. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's that's you okay. gotta be all right. All you right. gotta yeah. be honest because like, yeah. first of all, they've done Shadow of the Colossus twice, and the first time it was just taking the PS2 game and putting it on the PS3 at 1080p and 60. Yeah, you're right. Um, yep. And like, to be fair, I've I've played my fair share of like really bad ports. Like I I played Metal Gear Solid Legacy Collection, and I played two and three and Peace Walker, and then I tried to play. Uh, uh, what is that game? Uh, the Devil May Cry collection, and it's like night and day. They went back to the original assets of Metal Gear Solid and like put in the like cutscene quality character models into the main storyline. Um, any pixel, any like two D image that they could uh get a higher resolution version, they up updated that. The in Devil May Cry collection. Everything is exactly the same as it was on the PS2 in 2001 and in 2005. Uh, and it's pixelated as all hell. Um, it's 480i. None of the, all of the character models have like square hands. It is pretty bad. Um, it is exactly the same as like playing it upscaled on like a uh, emulator. Yeah. So uh, even even Bluepoint at when they're not doing a game all the way from zero, it's pretty cool. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Keep that in mind. Next topic. Dead Space Remake is in the works. Yes! According to (laughs) the man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Grubb, EA Motive, who co-developed Star Wars Battlefront 2, will be taking the reins and, quote, is taking uh, notes from Capcom's recent Resident Evil remakes. Like Resident Evil 2 remake uh expect the next dead of space to use the original game as a strong fan uh, strong foundation but it should have modern visuals and it will likely bring in new gameplay mechanics inspired by other entries in the franchise uh other entries in the franchise and speaking of capcom it is likely a major reason a new dead space is happening while ea let its horror franchise wither the resident evil series is larger than ever, and Capcom has provided an easy blueprint for EA to follow. Thoughts, hmm. Emmett? Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for this. This is a. I don't consider myself a massive Dead Space fan, because um, I, I really love the first game and I like the second game a lot too. That third game, I'm That's pissed much. that I even played through all of it, yeah. but. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, I, I'm glad to see the franchise is coming back in some capacity. I don't know how exactly they're going to bring it back because I know EA, despite them being, despite them saying, oh, we want to get some of that Resident Evil remake two money, I don't trust them 100% to yeah. just put out just a single player game without any you know extra hitches or anything to it. I think they saved that for their EA originals. I think they saved that for when an independent developer comes in and does something. Yeah. So we'll see what it's going to be. I'm sure whatever it ends up being, it sounds like it's going to be a completely reimagined thing. Because yeah. I don't I, I don't know if y'all play... Well, hopefully y'all didn't play Dead Space 3. But at the end of the final canon thing in Dead Space 3, which was the DLC, you, there is no more story you can tell after that. Literally, the the end of the world happens. So like without, you know, getting too detailed into how and why, but there's no way this can be a full on sequel. This would have to be a remake. And I'd be interested to see what they take away from it and what they add to it. Because God, you can, I feel like it's a very delicate balance with the original dead space where 
there isn't much of a character there until the very end. Uh, as far as the one you're playing, Isaac Clark, um, it feels like a very bare bones game. And if they, I just can't see them putting that much money to it if they're still going to have it be a bare bones product. I think they're going to try and make it more bombastic, more actiony, more exciting to a market that they've imagined. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with it. I'm I'm looking forward to it, but uh, my expectations are also kind of tepid. Yeah, I can see it now. It's just microtransaction before the big reveal, you know? Well, the the original Dead Space itself was also filled with microtransactions. Uh, oh my like, god! Was it really? Yeah, Wait, yeah it Dead was Space one three of, was, but one was pre order bonuses. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. It was what it was one of the original games where it was like, here's a map. If you get get this from GameStop, you get this weapon that will break the game. If you get this from target you get this weapon that will break the game if you get this from best buy it gets a useless weapon don't get that version because then you're not going to be able to beat the game faster it was it was really annoying and then they didn't give since they released the pc version later they didn't put any of the pre-order um bonuses in that game and pc gamers got mad so then they were just like fine we patched them all in and then it's like oh i can use all the game breaking games right from the beginning now it was (laughs) it was a shit show um I don't expect this game to be any different from that perspective. Uh, I do I do think that you don't want to kill a franchise before it has a chance to come back, like everyone did with when they tried to bring back Guitar Hero and Rock Band, and everyone was like, no, what are you doing? And nobody oh, bought Edge. any of this. Yeah, Mirror's Edge. They Starting finally home. made a sequel, and everyone's disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, that was... that. I think that was less of a... That was more of just a poor release date, um, which they might do here too. Um, but I, I, I do think it. I, I, I have mixed feelings though because I don't think there's anything explicit about the original Dead Space that demands it being remade. Um, I, I would almost rather it be like a a reboot of sorts because. Yeah. Like, like, oh, well, and it was I saying think that's what they said more directly. Yeah, I think okay. it's going to be a reboot rather than a remake of the original game. They just want to start fresh. Yeah, yeah. So it's just they're using. I guess they're using remake to like let you know that it's going to be kind yeah. of like Resident Evil Two remake. Hmm. Um, Resident Evil Two remake was a different situation where I I played a little bit of not so much Resident Evil 2, but, like, the first two games aren't too different from each other aside from, like, settings and stuff. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the just the top-down um, uh, tank control system is just very hard to get into if you're... I feel like, honestly, Dead Space was the first horror game I ever enjoyed. Yeah. Um, before that, I just I objectively did not play horror games. And then one day I logged into Steam and my friend was like, you have to play this game. I bought it for you. You have to play it for me now. And I was like, he bought me a game. I guess I have to play it now. And I genuinely enjoyed it. It was pretty scary, but I enjoyed it. And I I think it does make sense that this style of gameplay is what people are looking for. People do want more. People keep asking like you, Emmett Walken. I'm also asking for more Dino Crisis. I want to play Resident yeah. Evil, Evil 2, but instead of zombies, there's dinosaurs. Um, if I can get a dead space like that, that's acceptable too. So I think it makes a lot of sense. As a person who's never played a uh, dead space game, I'm 
kind of excited for this, but it's EA, so I know that they'll probably screw it up, you know? Uh, it's still worth playing their original if you can get your hands on it. That's the thing. I've been trying to get, like, the first two, because I know everybody tells me Dead Space 3 is the one that sucks, but, like, I can't seem to find it, and the only thing that pops up when I search for Dead Space uh, 1 and 2 is Dead Space 3, and I'm like, no, I don't fucking want that one. Are, are you on... What consoles do you have? Because it's on, it's on Game Pass if you have Echo here's the thing Emmett. i'm glad you brought Uh this up i just got delivered an xbox series s okay oh yeah now the question is do i return it and wait for the x you know like you know what i can answer that question very easily because i have a series s because i haven't gotten an x yet and if you really just want to get a taste of the next gen and hook it up what I'm planning on doing, because uh, I still got my PS4 and my Xbox One, I'm okay. going to sell both of those, get the money from those, use that to buy a Series X, and then once I have a Series X, pull the S, and then, you know, make a maybe 300 profit. We'll see. <laughs> That's okay. my assumption. Now, to be fair, I do have a PS5. So I, I like. Uh, okay, then, yeah, it's... you're fine. I would just keep the Series S for now and then get an X later. Like 4K, you know? Honestly, the Series S does everything in 4K. The only thing it doesn't do. Some of the modern gen, like the Metro Exodus port that they have, it's 1080p on Series S instead of 4K, and it's doing like this dynamic resolution stuff to where it's like a little bit foggy in some areas. So I'm like, yeah, like that, you know, that sucks. But it's it's specific games, and like for some of the frame rate boost stuff, it doesn't work on Series S. Like Anthem is only Series X with the frame rate boost, and a couple others. Who's playing Anthem on next gen? I want to play Anthem Anthem in 2021. Look here, man. I'm one of the few people who still I'm still curious about Anthem. I still want to at least play through it. Yeah, just to like see what it was because it looks fun. It even is though it's fun. Not it's just I'm like going to they love. dropped the ball, you know. Exactly. So like, there's reasons that I want to play it. But long story short, if you can get an S, just hold on to the S until you can get an X, and then swap it around. Hit yeah. up eBay like I do. eBay's been pretty good. To me. I got 30 days to return it, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. I'll let you think about it. Okay. Uh, Christian says, no, get a graphics card. And listen, man, if I could, I would, you know? It is the best answer. You don't even have to get a, a real big one yet. Like, yeah. if you got a Series S, if you got a PS5, just get, like, a 1080, 1090. Like, and pay uh, what feels like a trillion dollars for it? No way. It's not happening. I guess they are still expensive, even yeah, though they're old now. Are just like, hey, listen, you can't that get your hands on a thirty eighty. Oh, like I said a ten ninety. No, no, I know, I know. This is what their thought pattern is. Oh, okay. You can't get your hands on a thirty eighty, but here I got a ten ninety for you here, for a mere price of seven hundred dollars. And if I'm spending seven hundred dollars on That's that, fair. I'm yeah, I'll just wait for the thirty eighty to be in stock. Whenever. Yeah. I'll just wait till I can get a home and take a mortgage out of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll just, just wait until that. Yeah. I managed to get a 2060 right before the 30s came out, and now even the 20s are like super hard to find yeah. and like uh, like 30% more than what I paid for. I'm, I'm I, really lucky. I looked up the other day a uh, 2080 Super Ti, I think it was, and it was like they were asking for a thousand seven hundred bucks, and I'm like, no, what? What do you mean? It's not happening. Yeah. Um. But anyway, 
Uh, I know we're running a little short on time here, Emmett. Give me one second. I uh, know you got no a problem, hard no at problem. 8 o'clock, right? Oh, no. Today I don't. It was yesterday oh, that I okay. That oh, sweet. Nice. So we're, we're, yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay. Um, yeah, pushing that day back, it worked in our benefit. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Uh, next topic, director's cuts. We're getting two director's cuts in the near future. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is getting a director's cut, which is coming with an expansion called Iki Island. This expansion, quote, will chronicle Jin as he travels uh, to Tsushima's neighboring island, Ikushima, to pursue rumors of a Mongolian presence. Once there, Jin comes face to face with new challenges and must relive some traumatic events from his past in order to push forward. And it's just like, why you gotta do Jin like that? You know, like, <laughs> why, why can't this man just live Frog off? Into the sunset. Yeah, yeah, like just let him. He already beat the Mongols. You know, like just leave him alone. Uh, that was going uh, coming from GameRant.com. Uh, we are also getting a director's cut of Death Stranding. While we don't have a lot of information on that just yet, but hopefully it will be, quote, a version of a game that is optimized for PlayStation 5. That would mean enhanced graphics and lighting effects, uh, support for faster frame rates at higher resolutions, and perhaps some innovative use for the newer console's uh, DualSense controller. And that's from Kotaku. And so help me God if I don't feel... BB shaking out of that fucking dual set. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Kojima, listen to me. I know you have some problems that you think you can predict the future, but I'm telling you, you can't, okay? You can't because I'm still waiting for Snake to come out and, like, blow this whole conspiracy theory out of the water, you know? Just, <laughs> just give me the ability to feel BB shaking, Okay. Um, like, I, I'll do like you that. one better. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Death Stranding, there, there's situations where you play as Norman Reedus and you have to use the bathroom, right? Oh, yeah. What if you could uh, feel the stream? Oh, I, I didn't think that's where you were <laughs> going saying, with this. This is, this is Kojima we're talking about. Okay. I mean, like there, there were like some of it. This is the guy who was like, you know, what would be cool? What if there's a section where you run around naked as the protagonist? Yeah. yeah. Talk about a live you know, stream. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Uh, John, I think you got something there. You know, I think I should uh, get you in contact with Kojima. Let's see what he says about that. You know. Um, it's not horror. What? If he's not horrified, <laughs> no, no, I don't think he would. He's thought of he thought about he it before I did. I just it. said it out loud. He definitely thought about it. Probably, I think Norman was like, "All right, chill." <laughs> Still got to get the AMC check. Yeah, Relax. yeah. Um, John, what are you thought? What are your thoughts on these two? So, I never i've never played either of these games so i have the very hot take of whenever i get a ps5 if i have to pay 70 dollars for either of these games they're brand new games to me so i won't notice um i know some people aren't excited about the idea of having to rebuy ghost of tsushima if they played it on the ps4 i believe the ps5 was announced by the time ghost of tsushima came out so i feel like if like I hold off, held off on it, because I don't plan on playing it until the PS5's out anyway. And I 
heard from some people that like playing it on a PS4 Pro, um, even on a PS4 Pro, isn't super ideal compared to like even just playing it on a PS5, even though it's still the PS4 version right now. Yeah. Um, I know it's kind of annoying to be like, I have the PS4 disc in my PS5, but like, I feel like people should be more understanding that like these new things that come out aren't just people like checking boxes and like sh- sh- shipping it out. It takes time and effort to test these things, make sure these work. And uh, like, plus there's an entire new expansion to Ghost of Tsushima and like new game design is not a cheap task. That's why Sony keeps making and charging $40 for like Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, the the Uncharted 4 next game, I forget what is what oh, is off the top uh, of my head. Uh, Lost Legacy. There you go. There you go. Oh, Lost Legacy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lost Le- those types of stuff. Tonight. Yeah, I agree. Last Legacy is my favorite Uncharted game. Hell it's yeah! It's a really good yeah. game. It's a really yeah. Good it's game. just Hell like yeah. really well paced, and I like. The only thing I I missed was like I do like the idea of like we're going halfway across the world, but in this game it's all like perfectly paced out. So, yeah. um, I'm with you. But yeah, I'm I I think this is fine. I get that it sucks having to rebuy the game again, but also that's the point. PC, that's what PCs do. John. Yeah, you you you, I mean, you log in and then the game goes. There's a new version of this game. Would you like to pay ten extra dollars to get it? And you're like, boop, download it, extra gigabytes, and I got Saints Row the Third remastered. When I had Saints Row the Third, I bought Saints Row the Third for three bucks. So yeah. that's cool. I mean, I'm kind of I'm not the opposite standpoint of it because I also haven't played either of these games, but I did buy one of them. Uh I know, I know. Especially, I'm a big Sucker Punch fan. I love Infamous with my whole heart, so the fact that I haven't gotten the Ghost is honestly kind of on me because I still, I'm still slightly bitter that I didn't get a new Infamous, but I'm not trying to hold that against them because, you know, they, they're going to do what they want to. Second and, I feel the same know, way. Second exactly. And I, I just don't have the affinity. Yeah, for but First Light is, so. First Light is another example of better than the uh, original game. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, okay. sorry. I'll, I'll hold you to that. Oh, well, I'll, I'll check both of them out eventually in time, I'm sure. But in the case of uh, Ghost of Tsushima, to talk to that controversy about the pricing and everything, yeah, the, how the pricing set up where if you have the original PlayStation 4 Ghost of Tsushima, in order to get the PlayStation 5 version of the director's cut, you have to pay $20 to upgrade from regular version to director's cut. Yep. Then another ten dollars to upgrade from PS4 to PS5. Now I fully agree with you on the John. I fully agree with you saying that you know new game design, that twenty bucks for the director's cut. You know, there's new features, new gameplay, a lot of good stuff in there. I don't have a problem with paying twenty twenty bucks for that. I think that's worth it. I think that's a totally fair price. My problem comes with the ten dollar upgrade to go from PS4 to PS5. Uh, Call of Duty did this last year with Cold War. And I didn't really love it then. Here it feels like even more of an egregious thing because we're really starting to split hairs yeah. on what that $10 is getting you. Because in the case of Ghost of Tsushima, they un- they released the gameplay boost to the game last year. So if you had a PlayStation 4 version, you can pop into the PS5. You're playing at 4K60 already. And I've played, I think I played like two minutes of the Legends mode just to like test it out. It looks really good. So... I can't imagine. So, like, we're already getting the graphical enhancements pretty much for free. 
So what am I paying $10 for? You know, slightly better load times in a game that already has really quick load times and some advanced trigger stuff. Yeah. Like it feels super it just doesn't feel like that 10 bucks is doing anything rather than just being a weird gatekeepy thing. Um, and yeah, that's my main beef with it to where I'm sure it's going to be a great game, you know, no problem on that. But all these other console manufacturers are putting out free updates for the next gen. Doom Eternal just did it, despite the fact you can't bring your save over, but that's a whole nother can of worms. Um, you know, Avengers did it. Uh, all these games have done it, all these third party games primarily. Why is Sony deciding not to do it? Maybe there's maybe they're saying, all right, they don't need to pay the ten dollars since we're already giving them the P4 boost. Um, maybe they don't need to do it, so let's just charge them for ten, and the super hardcore fans will do it. It just doesn't make sense to me, and it leads me to believe that I'm probably going to pay the twenty dollars to get the, the the director's cut. Once I play through the original game, I'll probably do that. But that ten bucks to go from PS4 to PS5, I don't think I'm ever going to do that unless it's maybe free or super cheap one day. So I didn't realize that it was two transactions that you had to pay. Yeah, for. I didn't either. Yeah. That's very annoying and obnoxious. I Yeah. <laughs> I I think the overall total of thirty isn't a hard like bite for me, but like the fact that they're like, okay, but like if you want to upgrade it to uh what is it called? Director's cut, that's one thing. But then if you want the director's cut that you just paid money for on PS5, that's another thing. I think that's, like you said, splitting hairs and just really, really inconvenient and obnoxious. Because mm-hmm. uh, you were mentioning third parties not really being a thing, and I can think of a couple, like, with Final Fantasy VII, um, you yeah, have to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I guess the PS5 upgrade isn't what you have to pay for, but it's if you want to pay... The if you want the... Yeah, the DLC, the additional. No, I'm sorry. DLC intermission, session. intermission, intermission. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that is what you it. have to pay for. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think that makes a lot more sense than charging for the upgrade and then charging for the up or charging for the additional content and then if you want to play it in a PS5 format, charging again feels really weird. You're talking to the guy that spent eighty bucks twice on this game. Because I bought the um, the Steelbook Edition, Special Edition. I bought that. And then it didn't okay. come in on time. So I bought it from PSN. Just... <laughs> I bought it from PSN. Just what? the just the base game, though. So 65 bucks. And then I was like, well, I already have it here. I'm not going to send it back, you know? Because this Steelbook looks amazing. Mm-hmm. So I kept both games. So I, I I don't know if I'm gonna be buying this director's cut. <laughs> I didn't realize it was an extra thirty dollars. I just thought it was you either pick one or the other, you know. Um, well, you, you like they said, you can just pay twenty bucks and just get the extra content. But if you want those PS Five exclusive features, that's an extra ten. I which, mean, like I said, splitting hairs. But that was a really good game. Twenty bucks is worth it. It was a really good it, game, man. The DLC will go on sale. The upgrade will go on sale. Once it's once it's like 10 or 15 bucks to go from PS4 to PS5 yes. with the new content, I might jump on then. But that's like two or three years from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, man. Okay. So that kind of upset me. Um, <laughs> Death, Death Stranding, what are we thinking? Um, so Kojima just stop. 
with Death Stranding? Like, just I mean, you, you won't game. stop with. I, I mean, after this, he will stop. But I just feel like if he's complaining about, oh shit, like uh, I my my games predict the future. Why would you continue to work on the game that literally predicted the pandemic, quote unquote, coming from him? You know, I don't know. Because people will buy it. He's he's got a staff to to keep keep going. Got insurance to pay, more yeah. people's mortgages to keep. Right, funded. but if that's the case, then why not just continue working on the next game that you're already working on? You know, because this one was easier, and it's a good way to test the PS5 development. Yeah, yeah that's like that, same that's reason the, they did last Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I think calling it a director's cut was a bad idea. Um, I think the the like I understand that you want to make a fancier version of a game that was pretty cool and some people liked a lot for next gen consoles. I think there are better titles you could have used than director's cut for a game that's infamous for a company for Sony just basically going blank check, do whatever the fuck you want, <laughs> and then being like, okay, but I did some more. It's like I I get it. We'll see. Yeah. Is it going to be another controversy of you got to pay thirty bucks to get this new edition, plus the? I hope not. No, nah, I don't think so. I I think... I think. I think there's there's the a different situation because it's been quite a while since Death Stranding came out. Yeah, and I also think where it released, you're going to see some more significant improvements compared to Ghost of Tsushima, which is just a year old. Yeah. You're probably right. I I just hope it's not. Sorry, uh, Emmett. Sorry, I cut you off before. Oh no, I was just saying. I don't think. I don't know if there's like a standard between all the Sony uh, developers on how they're going to do their PS5 upgrades. Because I was just thinking about this. I meant to bring it up earlier, but I didn't think about it. Um, Insomniac for Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales. That was a free upgrade at launch, and that game came out. You know, PS5, PS4, same time. So right. I don't know what they're going to do for these older titles. I think their thinking might be, uh, what is it, Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, they both came back. They came out long ago enough to where people could have snagged them for like 30 bucks, 40 bucks, really cheap on sale. Mm-hmm. And to give them a free upgrade on top of that would maybe be not enough money going into Sony's wallet for that transaction. So maybe uh, their way of doing the $10 thing is like, oh, we're going to get a little cut. I'd just like to point out that while Death Stranding was published by Sony, they're no longer like involved with them um, once the game was released. So like all the P- uh, PC and like re-releases, I yeah, think, are just Kojima. Kojima. Yeah. Yeah. The PC re-release um, 505 games specifically. Yeah. I-, I bet they're working with them for the PS5 version because... Yeah, I I don't believe like Sony's ever like talked about um, promoting new versions of it so far. Maybe not. Shoot. Well, in that case, five hundred five games with control did not have the best (laughs) upgrade to next gen. Yeah. Yeah. So So do we think that's what it? Well, I was just gonna say, do we think that's what it was? But that's not. That's two different games I'm talking about. Oh Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Next topic. I think this is our final topic. I could be wrong. Oh, no. Shit, we got one more. Um, it sounds like Konami is coming back to make video games, people. And get <laughs> get excited. The makers of Blair Witch and most recently The Medium are partnering up with Konami to do something. 
We don't really know what it is. We're getting hints that it could be Silent Hill. It could not be. Makes a bit of, bit of guesses. Yeah. Like, whatever uh, Bloober team has done in the past, it's all been horror games. So we assume that it's Silent Hill, but we never know. Um, according to Polygon, Bloober team explained that the two companies will share information and technology, and more importantly, they'll work on jointly developing certain projects which is just pr speak for yeah we're we're basically in bed together you know uh konami responded to polygon's request for comment with the following we do not have any specifics to share at this time but we can say while bloober team will continue to produce their own original content we're excited at the chance to collaborate with them on potential projects across our various ip Hmm. Metal Metal Gear Survive. Two. <laughs> Two. Two. <laughs> Good God. Nah. Nah, Dance Dance Revolution reboot. Uh, but no. <laughs> Please. Actually, I unironically want that. I think, I'm, honestly, I'm I think it's about time. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, maybe no mats in people's bedrooms, but put that shit in arcades. If, if you ever go to an anime convention, those mach- they always have like four or five different generations of DDR machines because they will have huge lines yeah. and they can't get enough like people pounding the mats all at the same time dude i'm telling you as someone who's been to momocon like four or five times that is certainly the case <laughs> um yeah anyway um, about bloober uh i i think I, i'm interested to see what they do because a lot of people bloober team is kind of like a mid-tier studio if i was into horror games i think i'd be a bloober team fan because yeah. all of their games are like the 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 dollar store version of a different franchise where layers of fear is like store brand PT and the medium is just store brand, honestly store brand silent Hill yeah, mixed with a little bit of old school resident evil. Um, yeah. They, they tend to make stuff like that. So good for them to getting to a high enough tier to where they're doing stuff with Konami and potentially their franchises. Um, if this isn't Silent Hill, I'd be surprised because, like, Lord knows, the medium felt like a demo for them getting to make Silent Hill. Felt yeah. like them trying to prove themselves on that arena. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's what this is. Hopefully, it is good because I know so many people have problems with like the middling quality of their games. And from what I hear, they don't make aggressively bad games, they just make like misguided, like, the stories aren't quite there or yeah. the gameplay isn't quite there. They just need to tighten a couple things up. So hopefully they can tighten it up for this project and make something that fans are going to love. Um, I don't have too much skin in this game. I, I do. I've always said I want to play Silent Hill. I think it's either two or three, literally only because Jarrett Petty was talking about it one time and he was like, oh, yeah, one of these games is about like a sexual assault. And I was like, wow, that yeah, sounds Silent really Hill heavy. Too. Okay, yeah. If it's Silent um, Hill two, I, I want it. Yeah, I think two and three focus on like different aspects of it because like two's protagonist is a straight white guy, three's protagonist is like a teenage girl Ooh. or like a, a twenty yeah. year old girl, something like that, younger lady. Um, but like there are like it's there's a theme of like subconscious sexual horror and like the like the uncomfortableness of like human sexuality. Um, which yeah. is ironic because, like, that is something weird that both Japan and America have issues with in different ways. Because um, we both have just weird sexual hangups. Um, 
And that's why I wanted to play Silent Hill, just to see what the hell's that about. Because I've never heard of anything even tackling that type of stuff. So I said, wow. Yeah, um, other uh, not a spoiler, but like some of the monsters in Silent Hill 2 include a creature that is basically two pelvises attached together. So it's like two legs and like two butts connected. And it's oh, just like God. shovels up and climbs up walls and stuff. Jesus and Christ. that's like one of the first enemies like you you encounter, and then there's like even more like creepy stuff in there that's like sexual based. So, wow, and what it's a like good time. It seems pretty intri- like well done as opposed to like being like like Resident Jesus Evil Christ. Eight, which is like funny, but also it's like yeah, it's evil, but also it's kind of hot on purpose. This is like no, this is supposed to be like these things make Actual me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. One of these days, I'll boot up my copy of the remake that they put out on PS3, but. But yeah, I don't know what you think about this whole blooper team situation. Um, so n- I'm not trying to call you out, Ruben, but you said Konami's <laughs> coming back to video games. That is technically I, incorrect. You're right. You're right. My apologies. They sorry. made Super Bomberman R for the Switch in 2019. Oh, that's right. How could I forget <laughs> Super Bomberman R, the greatest Which game right. of 2018? But how could you forget Super uh, 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 Contra Hardcore? From just a couple of years ago, a forty dollar game that looked like a four ninety nine oh. straight to digital game. I forgot about that game, John. <laughs> you know what I meant, okay? You know what, what I, meant. I. But this is leading into my feelings on this, which is, I don't want Konami to be behind a Silent Hill game on their own, and no. I'm worried because Bloober Team seems like a talented studio that's just been working with pennies. And I don't think Konami's gonna put it out the cash to make like a super a Silent Hill game that like everyone wants post Silent Hills PT situation. I, like people want a big like like not an expensive huge like I'm not saying open world AAA Silent, but they want a Silent Hill game where like you're not noticing. Oh well, clearly they didn't have the money for this. Clearly they could they could have expanded on this, but like they were on a tight budget or they had a tight deadline and. Unless like they have a really big, unless the next their reveal is really cool, I'm very skeptical that Konami is trying to do something cool with this. I'd like to do a little bit of a rebuttal because I don't think Bloober's team, I don't think Bloober team's issue is that they haven't had enough money to make all the games they want. Surely in the beginning, a lot of their stuff is more low budget. But when I think of the medium specifically, that game looked expensive. Yeah. In the very, very little bit that I played okay. of it, it felt expensive. It feels like it's less that their money is the issue and more just like their ability to polish and their ability to make okay. like a good, compelling story. It seems like it's a problem more with the craft rather than the financials. Right. And they've been practicing with the craft long enough to where at this okay. point they might be able to make something really good and firing on all cylinders. But yeah, it, I think Layers of Fear, that one was definitely cheap. And you know some stuff around that era, but ever since the medium, I feel like yeah, they're like a like yeah, on ha- metro's level of. I haven't of, had a chance to try out the medium, unfortunately, but it looks cool. It it I I, I forgot how it looks. It it does look pretty cool. But yeah, um, I think Konami is just like it's about creative freedom. Are they going to give them the freedom to make something cool with the Silent Hill? Yeah, universe? and yeah. then I know Silent Hill fans are very skeptical because like I think the last three Silent Hill games were all made by Western developers, and they were all varying kinds of garbage. 
Not the same kind of garbage, but different kinds of garbage. One of them was like a top-down multiplayer Diablo clone. That Vita was like, one, yep. Book yeah, of, play as all your favorite Silent Hill characters. And everyone was like, why? This isn't oh how I want these characters to hang out. Um, play as your favorite sex crime victims. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's basically That's it. what it was. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I'm just hoping that Konami isn't doing this to appeal to the West in a, in the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? And the cynical way that, like, DMC was, des- like, from a story perspective, was, like, designed to appeal to uh, the West, and then missed out on what everyone liked about those characters. Hmm. Um, and that that is also a concern I have. I just feel like if Konami is, John, I know you corrected me, but I'm going to correct myself, coming back <laughs> to the video games game, just give it to Sony, you know? Let Sony take care yeah. of it. Let's bring it back to Blue Point. Blue Point could make incredible games. Blue Point, well, let me rephrase that. Blue Point could make incredible remakes. All right. Kojima, patch things up with him because you know damn well that was your cash cow. Okay. You know very yeah. well that was your cash cow. See, yeah. but it wasn't the cash cow. The cash cows were the pachinko machines all along. <laughs> Yes, but if it wasn't for Kojima, you wouldn't have a particular machine, yeah. you know? Yeah, the, the the best-selling one is the Metal Gear Solid 3, 3. one that has yeah. 4K cutscenes from Metal Gear, Gear Solid 3 that we'll <laughs> never see in an actual Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. I and I'm so, so annoyed. Oh, boy. You gotta love Konami, bro. Yeah. Always upsetting us. But hey, we'll see what the future holds. Yeah. But speaking of Silent Hill... Our next topic is Blue Box Games, which, mm. man, oh, man, what a fucking shit show this has been. Uh, we all know the story of Blue Box. I'm not going to get into this. All I'm going to say is, well, I'm kind of going to get into it. They've been teasing people, saying that they have been working on a Silent Hills game, but then they weren't, but then they were. And then they had planned to release a PS5 app for some reason that would have had a trailer for their next game called Abandoned, which everyone thought was definitely a Kojima game, but we'll see what happens with that game. Um, they had a whole countdown and everything, and the day that it, the app was supposed to be released, they pushed it back another month, I think? Another month or two. It spent, like, August or something. Okay, August. so an- another two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Say they said basically that the app wasn't ready and that they needed more time to work on stuff like the localization of it, which is just like, why have a countdown if you know you weren't going to make the mark? Like, what was the point of this? Because they didn't push it, they pushed it an entire month, not like, oh, uh, you're gonna have to wait a week. A week, I'd understand if it was like, oh, there's just a couple of things. That, that, they, that they just noticed, like, the day before. But, like, a whole month, like, you probably knew you weren't going to make it. Of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a very weird situation. I don't... Just the conspiracy of it, like, that whole thing kind of blew up in their face. I don't know if they were trying to write it at all into, like, you know, some type of notoriety. Because from, from my perspective, it looks like they were legitimately just a small team wanted to show off their game on a PlayStation blog, 
and they were legit just trying to make something. And then everyone took it and said, what if this is a Kojima thing? And it got so far. The thing I'm not sure of, did they actually like try to take it and say, hey, te- low key, we are a Kojima thing. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, no, I'm still not entirely but sure. What they, they tried did to do is they said, hey, uh, Abandon is just the name of the project. The actual title of the game is different and it starts with an S and it ends with an L. Oh, yeah, I remember that, but... Uh, I don't think that counts. Also, most people are saying that something is going to be Silent Hills, and Hills has an S in it. Not not That's that's different. That ends with an S, not an L. This is true, but it could true. just be the first Silent I, Hill. Honestly, I feel like this is just a bunch of unfortunate coincidences. Yeah. I, no I keep going back and forth, but also, I'm 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 30 years old. I don't have the time to get mad about someone pretending to maybe be making the next Silent Hill game, and maybe they're not. John, I don't have time to get be. Okay. mad over whether a man was like pretending to have Hideo Kojima's name in Arabic, and then it turns out he just happens to have to because like Hideo and Kojima in Japanese are just two like words that people name children and last names, and so like Hideo translates to hero. And I forget the guy's name, but it's just the term for hero in Arabic. Like that's that's what's yep. the similarity is. Like oh, there's I it was like Kojima. I could be wrong. It could be Hideo. You it, it, I think it was both. Hideo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. There, there's way too many similarities. But also, yeah. like now that we know that Kojima is working on uh, Microsoft game, or they're working yeah. closely together. Yeah, they signed a deal. I'm thinking less and less that this is something yeah. that's going to be happening. Like, I don't think so, that it's going to be a Kojima game, which is unfortunate. You know, I was kind of hoping it was. I wish people could like play along, but also if it's like turns out no, this is very just an indie game. Just be like, oh well, that was a fun time, and not like throw a fit about everything. Yeah. Like, there's so much going on like why get so mad that someone was like oh i i was trying to make my new indie game more exciting whoops i accidentally thought made you think i was kojima (laughs) yeah i i just feel bad for them man because there's no way even if for a split second they thought oh let's play with these you know people who have this conspiracy going up let's just play with them throw a little bit of fuel on the fire just to like you know as a joke or as a goof or just to get a little bit more recognition or fame yeah even if they did that, they still don't deserve all of the. Shit no, yeah, yeah, I, I, that, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I agree with all of you on that front. So it's like, who is? I don't wish it on anybody, and I would like to just see what this game actually is. This abandoned project. Just let them reveal it. Come back in a couple months, because honestly, I think they might have pushed it back, not because oh snap, everything isn't ready and the deadlines here. I think they might have pushed it back to say all right, everyone's looking at us because of this conspiracy. Maybe let's just push it back. And A, the team doesn't have to work as hard because we get more space. And B, now when we come back with this, people aren't thinking, all right, this is going to be Silent Hill. This is going to be Silent Hill. Now that the Bluebird team announcement has come out, and now that they know this is another Japanese studio, I don't believe the studio is based in Japan. So, yeah, Yeah. I I think we're going to be good on that front. And hopefully the second time around, it's a lot better because, whew, the first time was kind of a mess. Now, I would agree with you if they didn't lean Uh-oh. into 
them making a Silent Hills game. True, but I also don't think that I think that was another coincidence that begins with an S, ends with an L thing. I think that was a whole another like, okay, we're gonna tease it, and then just another oh shit, God, we shouldn't have tweeted that. Oh no, this is just adding fuel to the fire. I think I, there might have been one drop of it, but I don't think that's what the drop was. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt, but uh, yeah, they, they still fucked hey, up. We'll find out by the end of the year. We will find out <laughs> by the end of the year, unless it's canceled, I and mean, we never find out what it is at all. God. And finally, okay. gentlemen, we're here. Game of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Let's start off with Emmett. Emmett, what are you thinking is the game of the year so far? What do I think the game of the year is going to be? Your game of the my, year so far. Okay, my game of the year. All right. In that case, a lot of people would expect me to say one game, which would be Ratchet and Clank a Rift Apart. Yeah. Um, I beat it. I'm very close to platinuming it at this point. Ratchet & Clank is one of my favorite franchises of all time. Insomniac is just my number one developer overall. Um, of course, I love that game. The thing about it is I expected to love that game. I expected to love Ratchet & Clank. Right. I loved every other Ratchet & Clank before it. it. Totally whelmed me. Didn't overwhelm, just whelmed me. And it's a great game still because of that, but it's not really blowing my socks off. Okay. There's one game I didn't even know existed going into this year. That blew me the fuck away. That's Knockout City. <laughs> oh yes, Ooh. Knockout Ooh, I City is. That. Yeah, Knockout City is my game of the year so far. Um, when it got announced during that Nintendo Direct, I wasn't even planning on watching that Nintendo Direct because I'm not a Nintendo guy. I was like, whatever. And what a lot of people don't know about me, dodgeball is my favorite sport. Like in general, my favorite sport. Absolutely, I play. I was a beast at that thing in middle school and elementary school. I just love dodgeball a whole lot. So to have that game show up, I was like almost in tears when I saw that trailer because I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Who who dug into my brain and took out this very specific nugget that is only something I would come up with? And not only that, it came out. It's good. And not only is it good, everyone's playing it. (laughs) Like it was like the bee's knees for a while there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's my favorite game so far. So, yeah. It's funny that you brought that up because I'm sorry, John, but it's also my mm-hmm. game of the year so far. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like, I, I'm, no, I, I, my impressions when I first saw Knockout City is we're live ag- with me. I remember <laughs> ignoring the fact that they had one of the weirdest like rollout. When I actually saw the gameplay, I thought this is actually a cool idea for a video game. It's yeah. like I, have, I haven't had a chance to play it yet. So I don't have any positive or negative feelings on the game itself. It's game Pass. But it looks like a fun time. I don't do have a PC. There you go. So I can't I can't I don't have Game Pass, but I could I could have Game Pass. Ah, for a dollar. Drop a five bucker. Yeah. It should be Yeah, the, I think the dollar for three months is still going on, maybe. So yeah, try that. Oh, out. cool. Cool. I remember us watching this trailer and I was like, what the fuck? Why would anybody... Like, the trailer in and of itself in that Nintendo Direct was super confusing because they had video game characters playing the game. And we were so confused. Like, what the fuck is happening? Why (laughs) did you incorporate other video game characters? Like, it was like like a Call of Duty soldier. And 
it was so like a World of Warcraft work. Yeah, it was just so weird. And then the game the, came out. The idea is like, well, you know that joke where it's like, oh, it's a bunch of like orcs and elves, and they're playing a game called like uh, cubicles and chalkboards. Yeah, or like we're doing what we do for normal fun. I guess that's what they were going for, but like that did not do anything. Sell it like it was a cool idea, but like visually looking at it, I thought it was like a hodgepodge game, like a Smash Brothers type thing where you have like different video games characters whacking each other, not dodgeball. Right. The video game. And then they did the most unexpected thing that an EA game could do. Hey. We got a free week. You can play. The game just launched. You can play free for a week. And I was like, all right, let me check it out. Let's see how it goes. And now I can't put that game down. <laughs> like, there you go. I just was playing it before the show started. Like 15 <laughs> minutes before the show started. And I am itching to go back and kick some dodgeball ass. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good game so far. My runner-up will be Ratchet and Clank, just because perfection. Insomniac, you literally can do no wrong. Just continue doing whatever you you're doing. Insomniac, I love you so much, and I'm so glad that you're making video games. Just amen to that. Just keep doing what you're doing. All right. If you want me to play as Venom in Spider-Man 2, I don't give a shit. I'll play as Venom. If you put uh, Topher Grace in Spider-Man okay. 2 as Venom, I'll be okay with it. I don't care. Okay, We're getting a little, little too... All I'm saying <laughs> is you could literally do whatever you want, and I'll play it. I'll play it because I know it's going to be good. Eminem's going to play Venom in the next game. All right. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Oh, boy. All right. Well, sounds like, John, you are you didn't have either of those games for yours, maybe. so. Uh, no. So I don't have a PS5 yet. Uh, I'm still rocking a PS4. Part of that is just the games that I've been most excited for this year are all coming to PS4 and are not, at least have not been advertised for having PS5 enhancements. Um, I started the year off with Persona 5 Strikers, what uh which was a pretty good game i enjoyed it was a enjoy you know how like there's those anime movies that you you walk inside and you're like oh this villain's never going to show up again none of this is canon but then by the end they're like doing a super move they're never going to use again and you're just like this is so hype i'm so into this <laughs> that's what persona yeah. 5 strikers is it's really fun. You get to see your favorite characters in, in an action game this time. So there's that enhancement to it. But ultimately, it's just like, oh, we get to see the characters on a summer vacation, and that's fun. Um, I played the Near Replicant remake, which is pretty good. Um, it's still it's less of a remake than a visual remaster. Um, still working off of a lot of the original game code. Um, yeah. but they, they heavily improved the battle system. There's an additional section in the middle of the game. That's just completely brand new based on one of the, uh, novels. Um, it was, it's actually, in, it was intended to be in the original game, but they ran out of time. So then they just plugged it back in for this one. Um, or section. No, that was always part of the game. It's the, the boat, the mermaid section. 
Oh, okay, okay. I know the text you're talking about. Yeah, right. yeah, that part. Um, they they released like a novel like two years after the game came out, and that was in the novel, and so that that's new to this version of the game. Um, uh, I enjoyed it. It's it's just that it does the what near because it it came before near Automata, but both of them do a thing where you have to replay it a couple mm-hmm. times to see new additional sections. Near Automata makes that more rewarding. While by the time you start your third replay, the game is like exactly the same minus a couple parts in the middle that are different. Yeah. And then it's not until the very ending that things start shifting. Um. So the third game that I've played, Ooh, and this is my about Nier real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Because uh, I actually played a lot of Near Replicant. I was really looking forward to that one. Near Automata is one of my top 10 games of all time. So, like, I'm looking forward to it. And I had a similar problem with you to where, because, like, I'm not a big fan of long games. Um, yeah. Once your game's going past, like, 10, 15, 20 hours, I'm like, all right, yeah, it better be really good if I'm going to keep playing. And Replicant is starting to have that problem to where I was fine with the combat for a while. But it isn't quite Platinum Games combat. It's not quite as dynamic. It's not quite as like visually flared. Uh, it's just not that much to it. The RPG mechanics are way toned down in this game compared to Automata. Yeah. And like you said, it's less rewarding to play the game over and over again to the point where I think I beat it twice and I'm halfway through the third playthrough knowing that I have to get all of the weapons this playthrough. I have to do so much stuff in order to beat the game. And then once I beat the game this time, I still got to like go back and get the second ending as well so that I can finally get all of that and then beat it another time with all those endings to finally see everything this game has to offer. It's just like, it's so much... I know I still have another yeah. 20 hours ahead of me, so it's just like so daunting. I want to get it's, back to the end of the year, but man... It's once... The, the good news is that on your third playthrough, all you have to do is get all the weapons before you go into that final dungeon and then just make the choices from there. The bad news is that there's a new ending specific to this game that mm-hmm. is more rewarding for you since you've already played Nier Automata. It like ties into that a bit. And it involves starting the game from scratch and going all the way to the second time you face that boss in the area with uh in the library with, with Kaine. Yeah. No, no, no. The 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 as a kid, like you start oh. from when you were a kid again and then you go to the second time you have fight the boss with Kaine. Oh my god. For for context and, for people listening, half the game you play as a kid, the other half you play as an adult, and when you do new playthroughs, you start as an adult. So you're telling me I have to do another playthrough where I play through the whole child section again. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just the first three hours as a child. Which is <laughs> not exact I'm not gonna pretend that that is yeah. better. Um uh, Okay. If you're a well, nerd like me, like you notice some things that the game was doing the entire time that you might not have been paying attention to the first time. Um, like you notice how enemies behave at the very beginning before the world gets messed up, and you're like, "Oh, that's interesting." I just wasn't paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. It's not worth the three hours, but then, like, the new section is like an additional three hours that is more tied into Nier Automata and tied into, like, what happens to these characters afterwards, and it's pretty cool. Um, But also, you can just watch stuff like that on YouTube if that's a problem. I'm not going to pretend. Like, with the Automata, I was 
the entire time, like, no, you got to play it three times. The first two times, the second time you play it kind of sucks. The third time it's all new and you'll love it. I'm not like that with Replicant. I'm like, if you might want to get to the end of that third ending, but if if by the end of that you just want to watch the rest on YouTube, I do not blame you. I'll debate it. I'll, I'll at least finish it one more time and see how I feel about it. But um, yeah, that's a that's a problem for future admit. <laughs> but yeah, in any case, I, you're I get you. I was mm-hmm. so excited for this game, and I haven't even beaten. I think I've only played like two hours of it, and it's just oh my like God. it's just like like I just fell off of it. Like I think the next game that came out after that was uh, if I re- I don't even remember. It was some big game that came out next. And I was just like probably Returnal. No, nah, I haven't yeah. played Returnal yet. So oh, been, it might have been Resident Evil Eight. I'm yeah, that game. <laughs> oh, then never mind. Oh, right, you you don't like a scary games. Yeah, no. Uh, there was something that came out. I think it it could have been Knockout City, but I could be wrong. Or I just also guess, yeah, those came out like same two weeks. Yeah, so once Knockout City came in, I was just like, okay, I'm I'm gonna put mm-hmm. you away for now. Let's continue <laughs> so, playing dodgeball. So it's not my game of the year. I like it a lot. I think it does a lot of really cool things. There is a reason... Be- I-, I have learned that there is a reason beyond the graphics and beyond the combat why Automod- Automata blew up so much more than Replicant yes. did. I still got the $200 super expensive version that comes with the soundtrack in the shape of the book of the game. Uh, so like, I love it, but I also wow. understand why some people don't. But, so... Other than that, the game that I've been mostly excited about this year, I've been going through best-reviewed games of the year, and I, I gotta say, my game of the year so far, and it's gonna be a weird one just like you guys, because I don't have a PS5, Guilty Gear Strive. Okay. Yeah. Guilty <laughs> Gear Strive is the game that I am... Part of it is also the games I'm, I'm excited for are I just haven't played yet. I'm really excited for the World Ends With You sequel. Yeah. Uh, we're getting a 2D Metroid game. We're getting a remake of Advance Wars. I'm so hyped about those. I have not played those. Those games do not exist. They are not out yet. So the game that I've been most happy about is Guilty Gear Strive. It is the sequel to a game with a very frustrating title, Guilty Gear Exard Rev 2. Oh, hell no. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so what you... what So... So with Guilty Gear, the first game kind of sucked. So then they kind of remade it and called it Guilty Gear X. And then the sequel to that game was Guilty Gear XX. So the third game had to be Guilty Gear Triple X. That sounds kind of porny. Exard. It's the Xerd game. And then they made two revisions. So the second one was called Rev 2 after the first one, which was Revelator. Um, But Guilty Gear Strive, I was initially... um, skeptical about it because it slows things down a lot more from compared to rev 2 and i was never really good at rev 2 but i did like that there were a lot of characters that could just like jump all over the screen or uh, air dashes were super fast they have a thing called um gatling buttons where it's basically if you push a if you press like punch kick slash like really quickly it'll all always cancel into each other you don't got to worry about one being too slow to go into the next one um in this game the punch and kick moves will will go into each other but they won't get it go into the heavier moves so you can't 
start really long combos from really fast buttons. You have to commit with with buttons that are a little slower and easier to punish. Um, but now that I've been playing it for about 30 hours or so, it's become clear that a lot of these changes of slowing things down were to make things more vis- visually apparent. So hmm. um, a, a thing that like pro players have been complaining about is if you're about to use an attack and someone uses a button that interrupts it um, because of hitboxes or whatever, there will be a giant counter across the screen and the game will slow down for like a second and a half and it's basically saying hey you did something really cool you should do something really cool to to follow that up now that you got a turn it's your turn and i as someone who's i'm not super good i haven't i played a lot of rev 2 but i didn't like practice a lot i just kind of lost a bunch of against much better people um (laughs) i'm sort of getting a vi- a better visual feedback of when I'm supposed to be acting out, when I'm supposed to be holding back. Um, and I do find that more enjoyable as someone who doesn't really have a lot of time to just spend hours testing everything in training mode, which is what I hear like people who like play on a high level do, is they'll just be like, okay, so this button beats this button, but what if I use this button? What if I do this move? What if I do an air dash? What if I go backwards? And that's not as fun to me as just, like, playing against people. Um, And then one of the things that this game does really cool is that its ranked mode um, presents you with a tower. And it's got ten floors. Technically eleven floors. Um, And first, uh, it'll have you fight a computer-controlled opponent. And depending on what you do with that, it'll pug you in one of the ten floors. I ended up in six, so just, like, a little bit above average. And when you get ranked at a certain floor, you're locked out from all the floors under it. Oh, yeah. So that yeah, means yeah. everyone you yeah, fight is at least your level or better. Yeah. And you can't go down and be like, I'm going to get some easy kills on the level one, boys. The game won't let you do that. Yeah. Uh, so that's I think that's really cool, um, combined with the fact that this game has really good net code, unlike a lot of other fighting games. So even if I'm fighting someone who's at my level, but like all the way in Florida, I'm not going to have network issues like I would if I was playing Rev 2, which is an older version of Netcode that was based on delays and made everything take longer and was harder to punish moves that way. Um, But then that also leads to some cool moments where like I'll beat someone and normally you get to play three matches against someone before it says that's that's all you get, try to fight someone else. Right. Um, if you beat them on the first or second match, sometimes it'll say, oh, you can't rematch them because you just kicked them to the lower floor. So um, then I just get like that Kazuya feeling from the Smash oh. trailer where you like pick someone and you're like, banish to floor four. <laughs> um, or alternatively, it's like, oh, you've just gone up a floor and then it's like you've like ascended to another level. Um, so the reason why there's like 10 floors and then technically 11 is that once you get to the 10th floor, before you can go into the 11th floor, you have to fight, you have to win, I want to say five matches in a row. Yeah. Because the 11th floor is called the Celestial Realm. It is the heaven where the pro players fight. Um, so literally compared to all the rest of the floors, there is a much more critical, um, it is much more critical about how many losses you get in a row so you want to keep your win loss ratio at least even to stay up there 
Um, because, so here's the fun part. If you get kicked out of heaven, you don't go back to floor 10. You go to hell. Right. Which is oh, technically yeah. a 12th floor below level 1. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so it sounds frightening, but the thing is, you can't. You can only go to hell if you're kicked out of heaven. Right. So, so it's still technically just people of the same level, and even if you like whoop like people two or three times in a row on like floor one, it'll kick you like right up to two, right up to three. Like you okay, won't have to play a ton of matches in each rank. Yeah. Um. But if you're like in hell, and then you like beat three or four people in a row, it'll take you right back to like eight or nine. Okay. So, like, you can also just skip, like, before, like, donking on, like, level one people at all. Um, it's a really fascinating system, and all of this sounds, like, I really like how it works in, in terms of, like, keeping people who just kind of want to go in and push buttons and just play, like, on the weekends after work. Um, they can stay between, like, level one through four. Um, people who are, like, really sweaty and really into, like, getting super good will get up to those eights, nines, and the heavens. Um, the one issue is that it's not based on, like, random matchmaking like most games are. Yeah. You end up in a lobby that is based looks like a hotel room with, like, a bunch of desks that have, like, two slots in them, and you just kind of walk up to one of them, enter one slot, and then you wait for a second person to walk up uh, and enter. Okay. And... Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. It's, for some reason like they did that in rev 2 and uh, some of their uh, other fighting games and they don't want to do it for this one for some reason <laughs> in the betas they didn't even have the stations you just walked up to someone and tried to fight them and if you weren't like near the middle it would say no you're not allowed for some reason um so you'll get into situations where like you'll try to fight someone and like all the people that aren't in fights are, like, AFK. So then there's just someone standing that's not at a station. They might be in front of it, but they're not, like, locked into it. And then you just won't fight them. And then on top of that, to solve that problem, they have a situation where, like, you'll lock in, and then if after, like, 20 seconds no one shows up, it'll just start putting you in random... um, uh, random other people's stations. So if, like, there's... Part of it is that you're not all in the same instance. Each instance can only fit like up to 32 players. Yeah, so there's yeah, like different servers. 20 floor five, so to speak. Okay. Um. Okay. So sometimes I might sh- see someone pop up and then try to match with them, and then they're already in another floor. Yeah. Because of that. So it's got some problems in that way, um, but I just find it really fun to learn how this game works. Every character is unique. I've been playing Chip, which is a ninja that can jump three times, uh, and he can make a clone of him, a shadow clone Naruto style of himself. Um, there's there's a character named Ramlethal who just has two big giant swords that cover up half the screen, yeah. and so people will just like walk up halfway close to you and just like giant sword, Jesus. second giant sword. Um, it's it's a really fun time. It's not perfect. But I just haven't had a lot of time to play anything else since I've been moving in earlier on in the year. My work schedule was just really messed up. Yeah. But that, uh, my favorite game of the year and my personal game of the year so far. Okay. All right. Damn. Respect it. Very respectful. Um, uh, 
one last problem. There's just not a lot of single player options. You got an arcade mode for each character. They do a cool thing where like if you beat the first character, then when you get to the last character, the first one will join you. Um, and so it'll be you and an AI partner against the boss character who is the uh, vampire samurai in, in the game. Um, yeah, yeah, he's really cool. Um, but other than that, there's a survival mode where you just play the game until you die against the, com- the computer and like you you retain the same amount of health from match to match. So if you get, like, one hit and then you have only 90%, you have it that left. If in your first match you're down to, like, 20%, you got to figure out a way to survive with that. Um, but other than those two modes, that's it. The story mode is just a 10-episode anime series that you just hit play and you watch and you pause and you get a soda and then you keep watching it. Um, it's about five hours long, uh, and that's the story mode. It's pretty fun. But, like, you also kind of, like, it, it assumes you know everything about Guilty Gear right, as well. Right. Like, I, I watched, like, one of those four-hour, like, compilation things, and they're like, so this is what happens at the end of Exerd Rev 2. And then I start the new one, and then they're, like, talking about what just happened in Rev 2 and talking about these boss characters that aren't playable in the game. Uh, and I'm just like, okay. Um, so... <laughs> This is definitely not a game for, like, if you're just the person that goes into Mortal Kombat and plays a story mode. Um, this game wants you to play against other people. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Well, then. Yeah. Hey, man, it's hardcore. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very specific. It knows what it's focusing on, and it doesn't try to focus on anything other than its strengths, I guess. But yeah. it's fun. All right. Yeah. Cool. I, heard, I heard Blessing Jr. over at Kind of Funny talk a lot about it, so... I've been interested, but now that you're talking about it, I still don't know if I'm gonna like go out and play it. But right. if it comes to PlayStation Plus or something, I'll yeah, give it a shot. I'll, exactly, I, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, it's enjoy fighting games sometimes. Yeah, if it, if it's on a sale, that's like at a price point where you don't mind jumping in. Definitely check that out. I think the season pass is like twenty four dollars for it. It comes with five characters. Each character. I forgot the most important part of the game. Each character is going to also come with a new stage and a new song because this fighting game is also a like 15 song rock album. Yeah. Uh, It's really good. Every character's theme has lyrics and like um, a bunch of them do the queen thing where there's like different sections of a song. And then the last like 30 seconds, it's like a piano and the guy singing like a soulful, like sad song moment. Yeah. Um it's No wonder Bless likes this. He's a music hound. Yeah. <laughs> if you I would argue that you can get a like 30% experience of the game just by listening to the soundtrack on YouTube. And that's okay. not that's not saying the game's bad. That's saying the soundtrack is that good. Okay. Hmm. All right. We'll have right. to check it out. Um we're getting a little too long in the show. So let's do some plugs. Uh Jesus Christ. Oh my god. I keep Clicking buttons and messing up the screen. Um, John, where can people find you? Uh, I'm at at Noisy Shark on Twitter. Uh, I'm in between a bunch of stuff, but once I'm moved out and settled at my new new place, I should be start coming out with stuff soon. Okay, Emmett, where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me, EJSpun61, on all places on the internet. Unless you're on Twitch, you got to add an underscore after it. So, um, yeah, EJSpun61 on just about everything. VGU.TV is the website. That's where you can find the Players Club podcast, which I do every week, um, and all the other writing and stuff I do. Uh, I'll say one thing. if you, For people who have been following me, I started a Keeping It 100 podcast last year, uh, which was me going through my top 100 games and finally getting them into a ranked order. I'm starting to work on that video again for the finale. So by the end of this year, likely you should be able to look forward to that. That's what I did all day today. I've just been writing the video script for that because I wrote the article at the transfer into a video script so I can make it into an actual video. So, uh, yeah, that that 10,000 word monster is done and the real work begins. (laughs) Okay, good luck. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot, but I think it'll be worth it at the end. What's number one hundred? Get to the end. What's number one hundred? Honestly, I'll tell you right now. I still got the tab open. Okay. Number one hundred. <laughs> uh, people are gonna hate me for this. Number one hundred. Portal two. Ooh. See, <laughs> I I've played so many video games throughout the years that like I'm just happy to see a list have my favorite games on it. Like, yeah. oh no. It's the 100th best game of all time. So I'm like, that means that there's 99 games out there better than Portal 2. Let's it's still go. a good game. At least I, it, made amazing. The list. it made the list. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that. that. There's so many good video games out there in the world these days. To find that, out. That list the energy that I'm going to with this list. So, yeah. <laughs> to find out what's number one, where should they go? Uh, if you want to find out what's number one, just stay tuned to the Twitter, ejspun 61 vgu.tv. I'll be putting it up on their YouTube channel once the entire thing is done in a couple months. So that's where you're going to want to go. But yeah, bgu.tv slash my Twitter. I'll tweet about it. You'll find out about it. Okay. We'll do a whole live event thing. Sounds good. <laughs> um, and of course, you can find me at that guy Tuesday on Twitter. Uh, you can find me here tomorrow at five o'clock. We are live streaming our reactions to Sony's state of play on Deathloop and some indies. So we'll see about that. I'm just uh, hoping it's good. <laughs> do we really need to see more Deathloop? No, but I get it. No. It's a whole thing. I, I, I understand how marketing works. Um, all right, guys. Thank you for joining me. Have a wonderful night. Adios. Okay, cool. <laughs>